Two peas, Two and, peas a and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, peas a bong. and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Alright y'all, two peas in a bong in the building again. It's your boy DP. It's your boy KP. And a weary <clears throat> bong. <laughs> I don't get to use the word weary often, but I'm weary. I'm weary. A little tired. Tired. Alright. Alright. So um so COVID hasn't I won't say that it hasn't been a. it's always been in the headlines. It's been a topic of discussion and uh you know, something in the news for quite some time. Um, but, you know, the sports world has been finding ways to navigate the situation. Uh, but recently, well, you have the NBA who's, you know, made it successfully all the way through to the finals. But then you have the NFL that's just getting started. Um, and we've talked a little bit about how we thought or, you know, the NFL would compare it to the way the NBA was doing it and the NBA would be like, you know, setting the stage and giving the example of this is how it's done, taking the lead. And then how would the other big leagues follow? NFL had no positive uh, test throughout training camp and up until the start of the season. And Uban, you always say the lie detector test determined. That was a lie. <laughs> To it because I was gonna give the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you you know it. You know my uh, work, man. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. <laughs> mm. yeah, shit, man. Uh, so man, what's what's hit the uh headlines for this weekend's games? Well, going into this weekend's game, Cam Newton tested positive, um, which immediately led to the postponement of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs versus New England Patriots game. So I think that's to be held tomorrow night as a Monday night game without Cam Newton as a starting quarterback. And he, uh, you know, we were sitting and we were talking. There were a couple other people who had tested before, tested positive before this, and we were just kind of waiting to see if there was going to be a big, you know, a big name to come through. Now that Cam Newton has tested positive, which is a, he's a pretty big name in the game, how y'all feel about this? So from the beginning, I thought it was bullshit, right? Because y'all not going to tell me that you're basically telling players, hey, come to work. And when you go home, guys, be very, very careful. And if you do that, we'll avoid this COVID thing. So now you had like four weeks of, of training camp and going into week four, you had you had had no positive tests. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. That doesn't even that doesn't even sound right. Because you know a majority of your league is under 30, got money for the first time in their life. And when you have money at a young age and you've never experienced money before, 
you can't do it like Pat Mahomes did it, right? Pat Mahomes signed this big deal. Pat Mahomes said, okay, boom, I'm going to go get my, my fiance pregnant, propose to her to get married. We got a baby on the way. I done bought a stake in the, uh, the Kansas City Royals. Like, he did everything the right way. Let me tell you what the average NFL player from the slums, you know, is doing when they get that big paycheck. Okay, let me go get my grill. I got to go get the, I got to go get me a diamond grill. Got to go get me a chain. Got to go get me an iced out watch. Uh, got to, you know, I got to give me a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollar whip. And why am I doing all that? To get the bitches. <laughs> so if you think about it, they doing all that to go chase, to go chase the women, right? So you mean to tell me that you can tell that guy, that young guy with this money that's burning a hole in his pocket, hey, bro, just go home and chill, man. Leave the bitches alone for the next three months and just go kick it. Because if you go fucking with the bitches that you don't know where they've been, guess what? You're going to start being exposing yourself to COVID. So in other words, you're saying it's, it's uh, too many uh, Daniel Houses out there. Right, 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 right. And remember, there's no bubble. It's just go home. And we're not watching you at home. It's just go home. They, during training camp, they kept them in a hotel, and you couldn't bring outside people in. But now it's the season. Now people are at home. And if you mean to tell me that you guys went three weeks with no test, stop it. So now all of a sudden, week uh, week four, we're, we're, uh, we're about to play a game. Players from the Tennessee uh, team, Tennessee Titans, start testing positive. And they're testing every day. And as they continue to test, more people start testing positive, right? I think they're up to like 20 people between staff members and players. These are practice squad players. I think the most notable name is um, – is Humphreys, Adam Humphreys, who's the wide receiver for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He actually, and, you know, he's a, and I think it was Greg Mabin who was the who was the first one to actually. Uh, yeah, but we, yeah, we don't know who he is. Before, hey, but look, before <laughs> that, and this is again, that's what I was saying. We were waiting for the big names because the first the first player was for the Falcons, AJ Terrell, the cornerback for the right, Falcons. Right. Um, but but again, when that popped up, what were we saying was the same shit? Like, okay, well, when is it going to be a one of the stars, one of the superstars of the league? Yeah. And then how will that be handled? So here's what they did. They they basically said, okay, we're going to postpone and we're going to play the game on Monday. Lo and behold, people still testing positive, right? So they had to say, like, you know, we got to scratch the game altogether. Fast forward, Cam Newton, quarterback of the of the New England Patriots. He tests positive in the same week, right? This is the night before or like the Saturday before or like yeah, it was like the Friday 20th, night. September 28th, I think, was the first the, yeah. the Titans yeah. break. No, but I'm talking about for Cam oh, Newton. Yeah, yeah, Cam yeah. Newton, this is like Friday going into Saturday. So Friday and Saturday they test. They don't test on game day. So Friday going into Saturday, Cam Newton gets it. Now, Cam Newton, the quarterback of the Patriots, you have the most contact with the offensive linemen, the receivers, the running backs. You mean to tell me you didn't spread that shit? Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like They came out and told us the next day, like, oh, yeah, everybody else on the Patriots, literally everybody else on the Patriots tested negative. And if we get one more negative test, we're going to have play this game on Monday. Come on, man. Come on, man. Remember that statement with Chris Carter from from, uh, from ESPN? Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Come on, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe a motherfucker. Yeah. The thing is, too, like, when, how is this shit going to be when they bring Ken Newton back? You know what I'm saying? What's the reintroduction process going to be like? Oh, well, he tested negative now. Like, he all good. They're going to be looking at him like he got the heebie-jeebies. Right. Yeah. 
Like, uh, somebody go, I don't know. I'm a crocodile on them shits. <laughs> and the New England Patriots haven't given up a sack in 12 games. <laughs> uh, could you imagine that center? Like, man, don't touch my ass, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that man. That's crazy, man. That 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 Cam caught the 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 coronavirus, man. Sad because he's been playing well, and so um, I'm wondering going forward, man, is this gonna mess up his money? No. Is this gonna mess up his contract? No. Well, I mean, he's gonna miss games. You don't know how many games he's gonna miss. He's already put out the best game tape he could put out. He 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 put out. He did put out a a great audition tape. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't, I, I would have said that at the end of this year he'd have been eligible for a hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. But again, I don't know how many games he's going to miss, and I don't know how he's going to come back. What if he comes back a little rusty? And then what if he comes back with guys with the alligator arms with messing yeah, up but, his finish? No, no, no. But look, remember <laughs> remember when we were talking about uh, Cam Newton before, the knock was what? That nobody had any game footage on, or any real yeah. footage on how he was looking, but now he has that. So it's like, what's the excuse? I don't think I think the you know the doubters should be put to rest at this point. The only thing now would be, can he make it through a full season healthy? You know, but other than that, like you know, what what would you be able to say? Like he's already shown like he can still play at a high level. The the other crazy things, and and and, and you know, this is just me thinking. I, man, I'm thinking about fantasy football. <laughs> How many people are pissed off about fantasy football? DraftKings, money involved, where they may have had Cam Newton picked and had their lineup set, and now there's no Cam Newton. And now they got to scramble to try to find a quarterback uh, just just for the week. I was just telling DP um, off air that I'm a commissioner in two leagues, and this Mm -hmm. week I had to make some concessions that I normally wouldn't make just to ensure that people could put their best players in because a lot of people, because the game got postponed – and they saw what happened with the Pittsburgh-Tennessee game, a lot of people were looking at that Chiefs game and they were putting in less less talented players because they didn't want to take the chance that the Chiefs game got postponed and now they stuck with a person taking a zero. So, you know, we had to – I had to make concessions um, just to make it work for people in my leagues. But, yes, this is big business. This is a billion-dollar industry. Right. Mm -hmm. And because it's a billion dollar industry, they're going to try everything in their power to make sure that thing, the games get played. But my thing is, if you know that you're a billion dollar industry, why was you fucking around in the first place? Y'all didn't take the shit serious. Y'all didn't take the shit serious. A billion dollar industry and y'all didn't take the shit serious. And now we week four, we four weeks in and now y'all coming up with contingency plans. This y'all had the whole fucking summer shit happened in March. Y'all don't even have to report to training camp until August, right? The beginning of like the end of July for rookies and then like veterans come in like in the beginning of August. And y'all didn't, y'all had all that time and y'all sat with your hands on your ass. Like, what the fuck, man? You know, I just, that shit kind of pisses me off as a, as a consumer, as a consumer of the motherfucking product. You, but you know how the NFL is compared to the NBA, man. The NFL was sitting around laughing at the NBA like, man, these old soft-ass niggas is in a bubble, man. Right, right. That old bullshit, man. They can't, man, they can't get no women, man. Oh, that's some bullshit, man. We ain't going to be like that, nigga. We ain't getting sick. You know, they the alpha man. We gladiators. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they took that gladiator approach. 
And that shit is coming back to bite them in the ass. Going forward, you're going to start having bigger issues. Remember, the Raiders, their owner just came out and talked bad about them because they were at a public, at a at like a, some kind of public engagement, like a speaking, I don't know if it was a speaking engagement or just a, a, you know, where they just pop out and say a few words to the fans or whatever. And they mm-hmm. have video of no Raiders wearing their mask, right? Mm-hmm. You got a 53-man roster plus your practice squad players. And here's the thing in that roster with 53 people, I'd say at least at least I can conservatively say at least a third of them don't even believe in wearing a mask like they're thinking to themselves. Why the fuck do I have to wear a mask? This is a hoax. It's election year. This is some bullshit. They putting some shit together to kind of, you know, get all the sheep to get together. And, you know, like this always somebody that's anti, you know, this anti whatever's going on because it's a conspiracy. And because you have those people in the locker room, there is no fucking way that you could have even went three weeks without having any positives. And then when somebody tests positive, oh yeah, it was a false negative. It was a it was a false positive. They uh they they went back in and they tested negative thirty minutes later. Uh, the fuck? I don't know what to believe anymore. You know, I think it's a lot of agreements being signed behind closed doors. Tell the motherfuckers that we not gonna talk about this. You know what you're signing up for. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. And I don't want to speculate that, you know, a lot of these injuries are, you know, that pop up m- miraculously pop up in the middle of the week. Like, ah, oh, man, you're going to have to sit it out for a couple weeks, man. We're going to put you on that on that IR. We're going to put you on that IR. So, you know, I think that may have something to do with it. But uh, anyway, speaking of gladiators, man, um, your favorite gladiator and mine, um, four five, man. <laughs> <laughs> Four five. Hit him with the four five. With the four five, <laughs> aka, uh, aka Agent Orange, aka just scrapping by the pussy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Hey, right. That was a dope line. So, man. um, Mister, that, P- that was a dope line. Just make sure it's consensual. <laughs> this nigga. I don't even want to go into what's consensual with you, because based on your theories, um. Based on your theories, if you see some titty meat, it's popping. It's only popping at the job. So nah, <laughs> you know I can compliment titty meat. But yeah, man, um, it wasn't too long ago. What? It wasn't too long ago. Maybe five days ago, Tuesday, Tuesday night, where we had the presidential debate. Um, you can call it what you want, love and hip hop. I told somebody mm-hmm. was loving hip hop, and they said it wasn't no love; it was all hip hop. So, you know, these niggas got busy. Somebody else called that shit the versus battle, but uh, it was a couple of motherfuckers saying it was like a battle rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. They was getting to it. It was. It was straight, and I knew it was straight entertainment. It was literally, if you tuned in, it was straight entertainment. But fast forward a couple of days later, if you have a phone, a, a, a cell phone, if you got any kind of TV with cable. Things start coming across the ticker that uh, the commander in chief, uh, 45, um, Agent Orange, <laughs> you're fired. President Donald Trump came down with coronavirus that he, he tested positive. Him and his wife tested positive for the coronavirus. And over the, the next couple of days, people that, you know, have been in close contact with him. Kellyanne Conway, um, a former advisor of his, uh, Chris Christie, governor of New Jersey, a lot of these people prominent people you know in politics um started testing positive as well so you know there's a lot of speculation i remember a few months ago we were talking about uh north korea and kim jong-un and how they were you know hiding you know some people were saying he was on his deathbed and we were getting multiple stories about that shit now we're hearing all kind of shit 
we hearing all kind of shit about Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm surprised um, his wife got it because <laughs> she act like she don't even want to touch that motherfucker. Right. <laughs> in public. Right. And I de- and I doubt that if she doing that shit in public, that behind the scenes in private, that she's really rocking with that nigga. So, but. <laughs> I don't even know if it's true. Um, it could be a you know a political maneuver. You know what I'm saying for him to say he has this and then he's going to overcome it and be you know the example of the American overcoming the COVID virus and uh, everybody rally behind me and I'm you know I'm the prime example to show you that you know this this can be beat just like anything else. I think that's the kind of stance that they're going to take. They already said something about uh experimental treatments on him and stuff like that. So, you know, who knows what's going to become of that? Like, oh, we tried this. Uh Trump was willing to do this and now we found the cure for COVID. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a, it could be a setup for him to be catapulted to a, a you know, yeah. a higher level in in politics and in this race for pres- this presidential race and all that shit. So So many angles. I actually that's a that's a cool angle, but I actually think it's the opposite. Uh, the worst part is, man, is this nigga wasn't wearing the mask during the debate and he was mocking Joe Biden <laughs> for wearing the mask. And then he comes up with the coronavirus. So that's the first and foremost. That that That's hilarious to me. It's almost like Rudy Gobert when he was touching the microphones and then this nigga had COVID. <laughs> It, it just it feels like that. And then Donovan Mitchell was saying he gonna have to see <laughs> yeah, these things. Yeah. Just just feels like that. Um, I was reading the uh the 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 New York Post and there was an article talking about it and it was saying in the article that um Donald Trump was taking a a steroid called dexamethasone in which with that steroid that's for uh patients that have severe illness. So you know within the article it was just saying that they believe that President Trump is uh a lot sicker than the public would would care to believe so given his age <laughs> and the fact that yeah but wait when was the, when was this article uh this article was two days ago this was put out two, okay this was two days ago did it mention how long he had been actually this article was from yesterday because he he got the prescription on saturday oh okay. yeah so he he it mentioned that he was on that prescription and that um yeah he was doing the experimental uh steroids so i mean honestly man the way that it it looks to me. I actually think that if this is if this is in fact true that he's got COVID, he's gonna lose the election <laughs> because uh, he was the one saying that it, it wasn't that serious that it came from China. Uh, <laughs> that shit was funny <laughs> when he said that. That shit was hilarious. Um, and that he wasn't taking it serious. Um, he just downplayed everything. Him and Dr. Fauci were on totally different pages during this whole ordeal. That shit was funny. <laughs> and, and so for this to happen, you know, right after your first debate, it's like, yo, man, this this ain't a good look, brother. Okay, there's some people that are saying that it was um, crafted by his team because he was so uninspiring in the first debate that the best thing for them to do is like a lawyer. Hey, man, we can't put this motherfucker on the stand. <laughs> right. Here's my thing. You got an experimental whatever. We got millions of people that have tested positive for COVID. Why all of a sudden are we going to use the, 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 the president of the free world, right, the leader of the free world as the guinea pig to try some new antibody where they're going to flush the shit through a system? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, the whole shit just sounds so bad bogus and now he's trying to take pictures and show people that he's still working it's like 
bro you weren't doing the job when you was quote unquote healthy don't fucking come over here and act like all of a sudden whoa 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 <laughs> donald trump gave y'all big 10 football okay? <laughs> and they love you it. don't you dare now I, ohio loves me <laughs> i brought football back I said oh yeah he he running don't up. you dare say he's not working and he said that shit hey he said that shit probably about 10 minutes in I said, yeah, man, my, my boy running out of juice. But, <laughs> you know, it's just I, 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 I don't get it. And I just don't know. I feel like it could be a play. Time! <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's hit Time! Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Um, great discussion, fellas. We uh, ran out of time on that topic. So we talked a little bit about the NBA and how they were handling um, COVID and stuff when we were talking about, uh, you know, COVID just a little while ago. Uh, You know, episodes before this weren't really COVID related, but they were NBA related. So tapping back into that a little bit, you know, the last episode we had was about the Clippers getting that boot. And then shortly after that, some other things have transpired. And one of those was Doc Rivers getting the axe, um, you know, was tabbed as a mutual decision for the two to separate ways, the Clippers, the LA Clippers and Doc Rivers. Um, but either way, he's no longer the head coach of the LA Clippers. And then not too long after that, he already landed a new gig out in Philly with the 76ers. So now Doc Rivers uh gets the boot from LA and gets the gets picked up in PA. How y'all feel about that? Um I th- and the funny what makes it funny is that I think Doc actually punked D'Antoni off of the job. Like they were about to make a push for D'Antoni and Doc was like, "Hold on there. I want that job." <laughs> right? And <laughs> <laughs> hold on there i want that job I, I, I'm, I'm happy for doc as a black coach in a league that is a majority of the players are black but a majority of the coaches are non-black right so i feel good for him for that reason he's a black man he has a, a great head on his shoulders like as far as like just you know coaching acumen and is he a leader of men we that the jury's still out on that but how long are we gonna let doc live off that one celtics championship that they won because los angeles went out and signed paul gasol mid-season right so they literally put together an offense with kevin uh, with kobe bryant and paul gasol mid-season and made it to the finals and lost to the celtics that with no andrew Burnham. that and fuck that no no, no. i think if you have a Paul, Paul Gasol and Kobe Bryant full season that year, they whoop Boston's ass. Like, hey man, hey hey man, you you do not speak in the hypotheticals, brother. But what you I'm, stated this before, so what do not give me that okay. hypothetical bullshit. Okay. So let me then then let me let me withdraw the question or withdraw the statement. Sorry, and I'll I'll say it this way: You won a chip with Kevin Durant. I mean, with Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen and Ray John Rondo kudos but that is literally the one highlight you have in a career full of low lights um and i just don't again i'm happy for him but i just don't know how and again i'm not i'm not only happy for him i'm happy for the fact that he did it not i don't want to say the white way but the way that most of these other coaches do like hey man i was 
I was I was fired on Friday and I was hired again on Monday. Respect to that. But that doesn't change the fact that I question how he got the job because he hasn't proven that he can take a team, especially a dysfunctional team like the 76ers to the next level. So the situation with Doc Rivers, I've seen this before, man. Trying to think I can't. Yeah, that's where I've seen it. Years ago, the 76ers also took another Clipper and signed him to a five-year deal. Elton Brand, the GM for the 76ers now, that decided to sign Doc Rivers to a five-year deal as well <laughs> in Philly. So uh, I'm rooting for Doc Rivers. I totally agree with you, Ubong. Doc Rivers might be overrated as a coach. He's got the one championship, and since he's got that championship, He's been called an elite coach ever since. But let's not forget, the year before they won that championship, they stunk. They were a lottery team in Boston. So in Philly, you know, I've, I've already read some of the rumors going around. One of the rumors is, is that they he, they want to trade Ben Simmons to Minnesota to get the number one pick from Minnesota for LaMelo. Don't know if it's true. Um, I've heard the rumblings. But I'm interested to see how Doc is going to motivate Embiid to play a little harder. Um, so I, th I think he has his work cut out for him. Um, if it was a, a place to land on your feet, I think that that's a, a pretty good organization to, to land on your feet at because they were a playoff team. It, it, I'll say it could have been a lot worse. Hey, he could have got he could have got the Bulls job. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like um, neither one of you guys are necessarily sold on Doc Rivers as a coach. Is he a good coach? I don't think he's an elite coach. I think he's I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he's elite. And again, what makes you, know, you an elite coach? Um, your ability to put team to take teams over the top. Um, your ability to draft and to develop and cultivate the talent that you have. Like a Mark Jackson. I don't understand why he's being blackballed from the league, but I would have had him on speed dial. He he should be on everybody's speed dial. But he's not. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, at, at, at some point in time, we have to just say, okay, he's not. But you were saying how you don't know how Doc Rivers is going to motivate uh, Joel Embiid. The first thing he has to do is clean up this dude's diet, right? Joel Embiid is still eating McDonald's meals before games, right? And then he shows up to work and this nigga be having the worst excuses. Bro, you are a professional basketball player. I don't care if you got the runs or you got diarrhea like, bruh. You can't be missing games for bullshit because you done ate some bad uh, McDonald's. You got a bad nugget in that tin, <laughs> that tin bunch. <laughs> and, and, and let's be let's be perfectly clear. I saw I saw something that he was doing, and he wasn't eating nuggets. He was probably eating some unhealthy shit like the quarter pounder with cheese and some dumb shit. Right? Like, bro, you can't even you can't even operate at optimal levels on the court because off the court you don't take care of yourself. And somehow he has to get. With because I think Shaq reached out to him. Yeah, like Shaq, what? <laughs> hey, Shaq, we 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 never will never forget the Shaq pack or the Shaq attack that you had with Burger King, and I think that should like two whoppers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he has some with uh with Taco Bell as well. Hey. Oh, he, had the, he had the Taco Neck syndrome. Oh, <laughs> But Shaq, TNF. But so <laughs> what, what I was saying is and B is reaching out to Shaq or Shaq is reaching out to him. You need to get with a younger guy, somebody that's still in the league, but that has the work ethic that you lack and just get with them for a summer and just pick up the tips. You know, a lot of people 
they hate to give LeBron his credit. So, you know, I don't know if he'll reach out to him. But if you want an example to, of who to live up to or who, who to follow to try and, you know, be that guy, look no further than LeBron. This nigga's in year 17, still driving the bus of a, of a championship, of a championship level team, right? The best defender on the squad, he's been better than AD in year 17. And B, you need to get to that level if you want to win a championship. And I don't think Doc Rivers is cut out to put that type of pressure on Embiid to make him do that shit. Okay, I was about to say, like, I, I get that part about Embiid and him needing to stop ordering the uh, Travis Scott meals from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the point of Doc Rivers, though, I wanted to just pick y'all brain about this because, Uban, you said, like, you look at him and the, and the stuff that he's done over these years, you know, the only thing that he's done is he's won the championship with, uh, you know, Boston and all that kind of stuff. Um, would you call his time with the Clippers um, a success or would you say that he failed? Um, I won't call it a failure. I'll say that he did well given the franchise of the Clippers. They were relevant and they were competitive in his tenure as as coach and general manager. One of the things I saw um, while Steve Ballmer quote unquote fired him was um because of his draft selection uh, a couple years ago when he passed on Michael Porter. Now the the irony with that is they would have traded Michael Porter away anyway <laughs> to get Paul George. Right. So it, it seems like somewhere the relationship soured and Balmer just got petty as hell. Like, man, I got the fun. I get this guy out of here. No, it's not. Not it's not that. It was you. You overachieved until it was time to achieve. Right when there were no expectations for the Clippers, and you made it to the second round, and you made it competitive, and you you know went to seven games. Great, win or lose, we had no expectations for you. This year was the championship or bust year. Right. It was a difference. We put, we finally right. put fucking pressure on your ass. We finally put the lighter under your ass and said, but you bro, know what? Ubon, though, that's very true. Only thing I'm saying is this is really, mm, I would say maybe one of the Chris Paul teams. Um, they were expected to do more too. But uh, outside of that group, this was the, this was the real time where it's like, nigga, y'all better do something, right? Everybody is saying they going to the Western Conference Finals. Everybody was saying that. And I, mm -hmm. and I give you that. They weren't necessarily saying that before. But with that being said, you didn't have these expectations for this team, this organization that's historically probably the worst in the NBA. Um, but they had a winning franchise. They had a winning team. It was a different kind of life. And, it, and you'll hear this like from a Clippers fan perspective. Like it was a different kind of vibe with them. It wasn't expected they're just gonna be bums and you can go get some tickets to see these motherfuckers at 7 Eleven or you know AMPM back, you know, right, whatever. So it was a different kind of culture, and it was a lot of it was under his regime. I mean, he was coach of the year two times. You know, he had some success. So I can't I don't think you can look at it and just say, okay, outside of Boston, he's a bum. He just didn't win another championship, which I, I give it to you. This year, they were expected to at least be battling the Lakers to get there. But with that being said, though, with that being said, does that mean he's the equivalent of being over overrated, even even considering the what the Clippers were and have been historically? That means that outside of that one championship he won with 
a um with a pop with a popcorn team, right? You put the team together real quick. We'll go get KG. I'm not gonna go into the details. We'll go get Ray Allen, team him up with Paul Pierce. Outside of that one team, and remember with that team, with that team, you still only achieved the one championship. They were competitive, but you only had one championship. But outside of that one team, you're Mike D'Antoni. I think he's better than no, 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 Hey, no, 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 no. All I'm going off of is the these are comps, right? You you live in a, you you you, you want to move into a neighborhood, man. We have to get something. I know that we don't have the exact same house, but I need to know what other houses in your area are going for. I'm gonna get comps. That one might have three bedrooms. This one only has two. Whatever. So I'm not saying that they're exactly the same, but if you look at the their resumes outside of that Boston team, they achieved during the regular season. They went to the to the postseason and they flamed out by the second round. And I think D'Antoni's been to a, a Western Conference Finals uh, with that Phoenix team. And um, I think, you know, there was a, a little scrum and somebody came off the bench and and, and got up, went on the court and they got suspended for a game. And I think they might have made it to the finals that year. But against the San Antonio Spurs, it was against the San Antonio Spurs when when uh, Robert Ory hip checked Steve Nash. Yeah. So, again, I don't I'm not knocking Doc, but what I'm saying is. And I want to see him win, especially now that he left the Clippers. But I'm just saying, you're going to have to show me something. Because when the lights got brightest, nigga, you, you folded. And here's a, I'm going to say this. Coaching, it's, it's, it's like being a quarterback in the NFL, right? You're going to get, you may get too much of the blame when it's not really your fault. And you're not going to get as much of the praise, you know, in the same, in the same term. But look at Frank Vogel. I don't think Frank Vogel is a great coach, but I think you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis who are hiding and covering up a lot of the warts because they're just that great. If, if, if AD steps on the court against a Miami heat team and this niggas cooks you for like 12 buckets in a row, that's not coaching. That's my point though. That's my point about the Clippers. That's why I'm saying you can't, why, why is everybody saying doc rivers when you, when you built from top to bottom, one of the best teams the Clippers have had in the history, but in their history. Here's the thing: and they still do nothing, and like I you just, can't, you can't but, just. Say but, I, it's died. but I just told you that a lot of times the coaches get a lot of the blame, whether it's their fault or, fault or not. And when things go well, they don't get any of the praise. But I'm hearing a lot of people saying that it's doc rivers that's what that's what i'm saying i'm hearing a lot of people say yeah doc rivers gotta go and it's like what like vogel wouldn't have done shit with the clippers okay and no right. no other coach then tony wouldn't have done shit with them either. the difference is with them though they would have got an extra year right that's it. what i'm saying and my and, and <laughs> i was saying i was saying this year they were under the highlights like you say uban this year he didn't get another chance to come back yeah. to see if they could do something next year they didn't even they, they were like nope doc's gotta go Listen, because the the reason Doc didn't get an extra year, and it's not you got to remember, it's not that they would have got extra years and Doc didn't get an extra year. The reason they didn't get a he didn't get an extra year was because Kawhi and Paul George signed the two and ones. So essentially, next year is the year that if things don't go well, they can both opt out and leave the Clippers holding the bag. And contrary to what we talk about on this show, the Clippers know what they gave up to get Paul George, right? And they, it's like, hey, Paul George, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, what do you want to stay here, right? You don't, you're not vibing with, you're not vibing with Doc Rivers? Is he the coach for you? You don't think so? Okay, we'll get him out of here. Okay, so, so then that's a different thing. So you're thinking that it's Kawhi Leonard saying like, I'm not fucking, you think it's him 
not feeling Doc Rivers or hey, the players well, not feeling Doc Rivers. Silence. That's a different said, thing. That's a different thing. It was said that uh, Steve Ballmer talked to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George before firing Doc Rivers. Right. So, you know, silence is as much as an indictment. Right. Like, don't you don't have to you don't have to point me out and say, like, yeah, that's the nigga that did it right there. But if they say, was that the nigga that did it? And you say. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> hey, but see, Uban, look, so so when we when we're talking though, it's like peeling back layers of the onion, right? What you just said right there makes a whole lot of sense because yeah, there's a lot of stuff that go that goes on behind the scenes and shit that we don't know and shit that's not said and motherfuckers will remain silent and all this other kind of shit. But just for people who are just flat out like, oh yeah, it's Doc, it's Doc Rivers, he gotta go. That's not gonna solve the Clippers problem, okay? Like the next thing is, who the fuck do you bring in there? All right, okay, okay, Kawhi. If it, if that's how you feel, who are you vibing with? Because people are calling you one of the weirdest motherfuckers that's bounced the basketball. You know what I'm saying? So who are you vibing with, Paul George? Hey, who's gonna motivate you? Because hey, your boy Trez said he ain't feeling you. You know what I'm saying? Or it it was said that when there was some eye rolls that he might have been one of the ones that, that's speculation so don't let me say that you they, know it's, it's coming out the horse's mouth but they called him a I double mean, agent <laughs> right. both, both sides of the fence and hey check this out don't be surprised if that motherfucker walks over to the other side of the hallway next season Trez? oh i said that I said that last time we oh, were we talking. Oh, we had another episode. Yeah, yeah, I said I said Montrez would be the one, and then Kevin, who did you say? But Sean Leonard was no, no, no. It was uh, oh, 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 oh. Tyrone Nesby. Nesby. Tyrone Nesby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Showed up the Clippers training camp in Laker gear. Hey, but look, look, he's actually a good fit for the Lakers, though. He's a great fit for that team. They need somebody who's gonna get down there and get gritty and just His you know. Here's the cold part. Kawhi told you who he wanted first. That deal just didn't go through because for some reason, Jimmy Butler either saw something or didn't see something in Kawhi that he liked. Right. Remember when I was telling you that um, that LeBron gives AD pep talks in game and, you know, after games, he's giving him pep talks and you can see that AD's confidence is growing more and more every game because LeBron is instilling that confidence in him. Kawhi doesn't do that. He couldn't do that for Paul George. Right. With Jimmy Butler, I don't need Kawhi to give me no fucking pep talks. He should right. talk. He should talk to uh, LeBron tonight. Right. He, LeBron said it's over for y'all. Or, or he said something to the effect of LeBron told him in the first quarter, like, you know, y'all got, you know, it's over for you or I'm whatever he said to him. And Jimmy was in his face in the fourth quarter. Jimmy took the challenge of guarding LeBron James the majority of that fucking game. And that's the kind of shit that I said. Where the fuck was Paul George when? Murray was cooking y'all motherfuckers. Up here, man. Doncic was cooking y'all motherfuckers. Why didn't you be the one, even if you're struggling, having bad games, go lock that motherfucker up? It's up here. It's up here, DP. And guess what? Guess who's really not going to... I can't... Listen, The with the, the history with Doc Rivers, his daughter, and Paul George, bruh, I'm not finna really motivate you like that. Because in the back of my mind, it's still fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that no, that's real shit. Like, like that's was, that's real shit. That motherfuckers ain't really talking about, but that's real like, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. real shit. But hey, real quick, back to Doc Rivers though. I think he bolted. Well, he didn't really bolt to the East, but he damn sure hopped on that seat real quick to get in Philly. 
he took that shit because he's a smart dude and he see the east is wide open the eastern conference is wide open and i wouldn't be surprised if you see philly in the nba finals pretty soon because it's just i mean who really is dominating in the east you you can't really say boston we said they had the makeup of like the the eastern conference clippers but they didn't do shit neither did the clippers you know they didn't neither one of them made it so it's like i don't i don't know the east is wide open yeah and it's a it looks like it could be a very good move for him to be yeah. honest for sure for sure for sure yeah. so you know it, it's it, it's it's hey tough tough decision and you know if with doc and philly and again the, the rumors like you said earlier kev about them shipping ben simmons and i'm hearing now that you know they might try and trade to get Lamelo ball to pair him with uh uh Embiid and ship simmons or whatever and then when you start hearing <laughs> when you start hearing Kyrie talking this nigga and kevin durant these motherfuckers talking about like two nights uh, two nights a week Kyrie might be coaching the team and then another two nights kevin might be coaching the team and then one night uh jock vaughn might be coaching the team what (laughs) 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 i I got this (laughs) i ain't gave no credit to steve nash at all steve nash just got there you already talking about Kyrie gonna be coaching two nights a week and Hey, do they still have uh Jack Vine on the on the stage? Yeah, yeah, he the assistant. Oh, that nigga Jack Vine stayed. Ah, okay. <laughs> he took the assistant position. Like where 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 else was he gonna go? Nobody's picking up Jack Vine. You know, you still got if you if you talk about coaches, you still got Ty Lue on the sideline waiting to get on. You still got Sam Cassell. Time. Let me just let me just uh throw one Time. correction in there. Not even a correction, DP. <laughs> uh, D'Antoni made the uh, Tony made the Western Time! Conference Finals Time! Time! with the Houston Rockets. The Golden State Warriors. What they shot Time! in game seven, they had forty-two missed three pointers. Get that shit out of here! Oh. Time. <laughs> nah, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. I'm gonna stop fucking with you. Yeah, correction. Uh, Mike D'Antoni made it to the Western Conference Finals with the Houston Rockets as well. Um, they went to seven games with the Golden State Warriors. They lost in the seventh game. They shot terrible from three in that game. I think everybody remembers. All right. So speaking of the Eastern Conference being wide open, um, you have. The Miami Heat as the representative of the East, uh, who expected that coming into this season? I don't think any of us did, but they're Not there. Um, you know, to me, this is a foregone conclusion, really. Um, I know the Lakers did lose, so Miami did steal one. Um, I don't know if they'll win another one. Here's Kevin with the Laker flag. Go on. Wave your Laker flag, nigga. Wave, <laughs> wave your flag. Go ahead. I see you. Wave it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Um, I mean, to me, this is a really boring series, to be honest with you. I sat down and I've watched portions of, of the games and it's just like, nah, okay. The Lakers are going to win as far as I'm concerned, but you know, as two Laker fans, how do y'all feel about the series? Let me first start by saying this is not the most boring NBA final series. The most boring NBA final series was 1994 with the New York Knicks versus the Houston Rockets. 
The most exciting thing about that series was when it was interrupted by the O.J. Simpson chase. <laughs> I, I, let me start by saying that. I remember that. <laughs> so, oh, shit. <laughs> um, talking, about, <laughs> talking about this NBA class. <laughs> you, you know oh, that shit. <laughs> so, hey, I was not expecting that. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so um, let me say this: win or lose, win or lose, Jimmy Butler needs a documentary. Um, what? Just no. I'm, I'm just his life story, man. I think that it needs to come to the forefront and put out. You know, Jimmy Butler, man, has been his name was drugged through the mud the last couple of seasons. Um, for him not working in Philly, him not working in Minnesota, him not working in Chicago. And, you know, it was said that Jimmy Butler was a cancer. And do you want him on your team? What kind of teammate is he? Well, he's went to Miami and he's resurrected a franchise that many would not have predicted to, would have this, this type of success. So shout out to Jimmy Butler. Um, Man, this this dude, shout out to Jimmy Butler and Big Face Coffee. Um, I'm a fan. You know, they're they're not gonna win the series, but this dude is a competitor. In a in a third in the third game with no Goran Dragic, no Bam Bam, where it looked like the Lakers were easily gonna go up 3-0, and no one has ever came back from 3-0. This dude dropped a 40-point triple double and has gave Miami a chance to see another day. So shout out to them. The other thing is that Jimmy Butler has done is he has given LeBron the opportunity to lead the way of getting the finals MVP when it's all said and done. Because Anthony Davis, after the first two games, was going to get it. So now the the, the pendulum is swung to LeBron James, and he will be the finals MVP. What do you... Uh title in that uh jimmy butler documentary the birth of big face coffee <laughs> don't sleep nah, I, <laughs> don't nah, sleep nah, the birth nah. of big face coffee no nah, i i you know i don't know but i i want the documentary like in all seriousness i want the documentary to go back man because just his life story was disheartening man kicked out of the house at 13 um graduated high school on time went the juco route came out of the juco route went to marquette you know played well at marquette on a scholarship you know, didn't know if he was going to get drafted or not. Ended up getting drafted by Chicago. Was NBA most improved player. Um, you know, just a lot of ups and downs, man. And, and for a person that, um, you know, has seen heartache and pain in life or, or, or basketball and has went to that that crossroads, man, like of Juco, because Juco is, is, is really tough to get out of. The fact that he's made it out, man, and had success, man, that that's a... Man, that, that that that's a great story. And there's other guys like a Jay Crowder as well that has been been that route. But just his life story of getting kicked out at 13, man, that was is Crowder, that's impressive. Is Crowder market uh guy too. He's one of those I believe he is. Yeah. I believe he is. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean yeah, that I mean that's cool. I mean, there's a lot of players and a lot of people who could probably relate to that um in general. So yeah, and, and Crowder is for uh, is a, a market grad. Um, <clears throat> but all that being said, uh, Jimmy, um, unless you can Jimmy rig this, uh, NBA finals, you're likely going to be losing. 
uh, to the Lakers. That's just that's the way I see it. I mean, they'll be, you know, they, they took one game. The Lakers have beat everybody else four to one, right? Yep. Yeah, yes. that's probably going to be the outcome with this one. And I, I think LeBron, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really conspiracy theorist when it comes to basketball, most inter, most sports, because on a professional level, sports is what? It's entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. You got to give us entertainment value. And I think LeBron, like there are games where he just looks like he's not engaged, right? He's not locked in um, offensively. And on a night where AD gets into foul trouble early, LeBron, we needed you to go and be mega LeBron. And you took your foot off the gas. And, you know, I, I, I still don't get that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Jimmy Butler, I don't think he needs his own documentary. That was a prisoner of the moment status. <laughs> because next you're going to tell me that uh, Jamal Murray needs his own documentary. Mm-mm. Okay. Or, you know, uh, Joker needs his own documentary. Mm-mm. Jimmy is a hell of a ball player. He's a He's a blue collar worker. And I commend him for that. And it makes me sick as a Laker fan to know that the Heat were undermanned game three and y'all just slept walk through the entire game and let an undermanned team that's literally fighting off of heart alone, you know, like they can't even sustain a lead. Like they go up three or five on the Lakers, the Lakers charge back. They can't even sustain a lead and y'all let them beat you. I don't, I don't, I don't get that, but like hey man, y'all don't want to see Miles Leonard and Kelly Olynyk, man. But, hey, but 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 like you said, DP earlier, I'm hoping that the trend remains the same. You know, they give up a game, then LeBron James and AD come and put the shit away. Because listen, I was one of the people. There's two things I'm gonna say. I was one of the people that was saying Lakers was giving up too much for AD last year. Last year, when if you would have asked me when the trade happened, Lakers gave up too much. But watching AD on the basketball court right now, that motherfucker's doing shit. I mean, his performance in game two, where at one point he was like 11 of 12 from the floor. I'm talking about he taking it 17 feet, 20 feet, turn around, motherfucker on you, alley-oop, like looking like like some unstoppable shit, right? So I apologize whether the Lakers win or lose this series. I apologize for saying that the Lakers gave up too much for Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis has held up his end of the bargain. Second thing, we can go back to the tapes on this one. I also said that in order for LeBron to get my respect, that nigga was going to have to win a chip. And I'm on the record as saying, if he does win a championship with the Lakers, I'm going to bow down. I mean, I can tell you right now that LeBron is – you can – you can actually call him the GOAT because, listen, no, 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 listen, 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 listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out, DP, before you start shaking your head. Remember what was say, what was being said about this team when they came into the bubble. They're not good enough. They lost Avery Bradley. Rondo's not here to start. They don't have enough pieces. They don't have enough shooters. The constant, the constant, the one that's keeping it together is LeBron James. I'm sorry. I'm watching the games. LeBron and it's not and bro he's in year 17 this motherfucker is chasing he's what who got it going jamal murray got it going put me on this nigga in the fourth quarter um the, one of these little young these these young dudes is getting hot right now put me on him in the fourth quarter i'm a block his, i'm gonna block his shot i'm gonna stay in front of him in year 17 he's not supposed to be doing that shit in year 17 bro he's not if he can win a championship in LA ad you were great but you were just the numbers the effect 
the person that had the most impact when they're on the floor, you can see the difference when they're on the floor and when they're not on the floor is LeBron James. I'm sorry, bro. Like, and maybe I just, I never paid attention to that motherfucker like that because I wasn't really watching his games like that. But when AD is on the, okay, Frank Vogel, I already told you, I don't think he's a great coach, but he's smart enough to know that when AD is on the floor, watch this. And he's been doing it the entire playoffs since Rondo came back. If LeBron isn't out there, he has to put Rondo out there because AD on the that's floor by himself. That's a simple move. No, but what I'm saying, it, it's simple, but it's necessary because AD on the floor by himself with a bunch of scrubs, he can't make shit happen. He won't even demand the ball. I was just in a group chat earlier saying that if if AD had that killer mentality, I remember speaking of the Lakers, Kobe and Shaq. Do you remember how they was fighting over the ball? Like, or just remembering Kobe in the game and how this nigga would fight for position and he is literally barking at whoever has the ball. Get me the fucking rock. Kobe, you double teamed. Nigga, listen, I got my hand low. Get, put this shit in my fucking hand. Get me, get me the fucking ball. Right? I got this hey, nigga you know, sealed. Hey, this nigga listen. is sealed. He ain't going nowhere. Get me the ball. <laughs> this is money, baby. Come on. Niggas can't stop Easy me. Easy money. Easy money, baby. AD can't do that. Funny, I'm not saying that he can't do it, but he chooses not to do it. That's the difference. LeBron, when he knows it's winning time, LeBron is just, okay, let me get to the basket. I'm going to make the right play. He's literally directing traffic out there. Now, Uban, I could pull one of your moves and say I'm going to scratch that shit from the record. Okay? You can scratch. I you could do scratch. that. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not doing that because... What you just did is what you do when you're analyzing the motherfucking game. That's just what happens. You have an opinion and you can state something, but when you're proven wrong and something is showing you that it's a different way, hey, you call it out. I'll say this, though. LeBron, a lot of people were saying that the Lakers were, you know, the Clippers were going to do this and this, this and that. Just watching this whole situation, I was not one of those people who said that the Lakers were not going to win this bubble shit. I've, I've looked at this team, I looked at the other teams, and I just thought that with him and Anthony Davis, because that's who it boils down to, you just don't have an answer for that combination. The only team that I thought would have really given them the push was the Clippers, and they did nothing. Um, but I'll say this, though. Last episode, you had mentioned something that I thought was pretty on point where you said this was the window for the Clippers. This was also, you said, the window for LeBron, right? Yep. You were saying, you know, when when, mm-hmm. when you got these other teams at full strength, like you got a healthy Durant and Kyrie in Brooklyn, and then you got a healthy uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green and others, no disrespect to who the others will be, and Golden State, you you think that it might be a different story, right? Do you guys think? Because I'm, and I've told y'all, you know, I've been on record by saying that there shouldn't be an asterisk on this shit. Do y'all think that that's the card people are going to pull with the Lakers when they win this championship? I want to answer that question, but first, um, I'm going to tell Ubang, I sent a letter to the judge to let you out of prison on your own recognizance because <laughs> you are a prisoner of the moment <laughs> with this LeBron situation. 
I agree. I do believe that he is the GOAT, but to hear Ubog say it, um I was not expecting that. Yeah, after LeBron wins a title after a three month layoff in a bubble type environment is nope. That's beyond yoga. That's Mr. Fantastic. I can't, give, can't <laughs> I can't I can't, oh, I can't I can't give any team that excuse because LeBron's in a bubble. Everybody's in a bubble. Like nobody likes it there. So but even though nobody likes it there, teams still have to fucking persevere. Like they, they were saying how the um the Lakers even when they when they had the final four, the Lakers were the only old team that was there because most of the older players, they were you know, homesick and they have families and they have kids and you see Bronny at home smoking weed and all kind of other crazy shit that you got going on that's going to sidetrack you, that's going to keep your mind off the game. And the, the the other three teams, Denver, Boston, and Miami, outside of Jimmy Butler, they're all super young. So they just, they all they, they I got my gaming system, I got my PS4, I got my, you know, my Xbox, and I'm kicking it with the homies like we did when we played AAU basketball. So, how wouldn't you commend LeBron? Le- and then on top of that, LeBron said, I'm not even bringing my kids into the bubble. Nigga ain't seen his kids in four months. Well, I don't think it's been that long, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, he ain't seen his kids in a fucking minute. And he's still in the finals. And he's the leader. He's the unquestioned leader in that locker room. And here's the funny thing. He is the reason. It's This is going to be understated. I promise you it's going to be understated. Because nobody, you literally have to, you have to analyze the game to see it. He is the reason that AD is playing at the level he's playing at. I will not disagree. Like he is literally when I say it. Yeah, that's that's who's who would disagree with that. Right. He is putting a battery in AD's back. He is telling AD every day, bro, you're the greatest. You're the best. You're you're top notch out here. All you have to do is look at AD with New Orleans when he played with them versus him playing with LeBron now. Like that's that's clear. That's almost saying like you can't leave AD on the court without LeBron or Rondo. That's clear. Like those things are clear. Yeah. Like, yeah. That so, so for that reason, who's who's the who's the man with the master plan on the Lakers squad? Who is it? Um, uh, LeBron. AD got more. AD got more years in him. But if you take LeBron off that team and replace him with, again, if you replace him with Kawhi Leonard, I don't think that team, I don't think that Lakers team achieves uh, or, or gets to a finals with just Kawhi. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's not a creator. He's not a creator and he's not going to, he's not going Or a to, motivator. Exactly. And then I know Frank Vogel is not the guy. He's not, you know, I'm, I'm starting to question if he's even making the tough decisions. If it's not Jason Kidd, you know. Hey, I was just getting ready. Hey, listen. If there's anybody I want to skip locker rooms over to the other side, I hope the Clippers try to make a move to get Jason Kidd. Oh, they getting Tyron Lue. Hey, man. man. And then and then that goes to the same thing. Y'all talked about Doc Rivers earlier. What what has Lue done? Won a championship with LeBron. Yeah, Lou. yeah. You know what I'm saying? The the players on the court can mask a lot of stuff. Um, but but back to that question. Good points from both of y'all. But is there an asterisk or is there not? No, no asterisk. If there, is there an asterisk for the 1999 NBA? Hey, final? man, I'm not talking about the 1999. I'm asking, asking you, it. is it one for this one? I'm, is there an asterisk I'm, for the 2012 NBA final? I'm telling you straight like this, Kev. This was is probably the hardest championship a team could have won. The only, uh, the only favorite 
that wiggled into the finals was the Lakers. Miami had to upset two two uh two teams that were favored over them to get here. So it wasn't easy. It was not easy to get to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Like just being very just being very real with you. If it was easy, then we'd be seeing Milwaukee and the Lakers and we could be like, okay, well, this is what was supposed to happen. Milwaukee's yeah. supposed to come play the Lakers well, in the finals. And 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 I'm fucking with you, Kevin, because those are good questions. Because you look, if you look at the prior seasons where it was shortened and shit like that, it's like, yeah, I mean, you people talk about that Spurs championship, like, eh. But then, what did the Spurs do? They came and they yeah. kept winning. So I think that's what put that to bed. You know what I'm saying? Do you think the Lakers would do the same thing? Are they going to keep winning? And if they, I don't, if they don't, then how will you look at this? I don't think that it should be an asterisk, but I do think that it should be a highlight because this whole 2020 year, man, has been bizarre. And so I wouldn't say an asterisk, but I would say a highlight, man, to highlight the fact that this was done in 2020 when, hell, the world was upside down and people didn't know which way was up. These guys still held it together. And were competing at the highest level of basketball, and they were successful. All of a sudden, the Lakers, who before the playoffs started, were the worst three-point shooting team in the fucking bubble. Now these motherfuckers go stretches where they can't miss. <laughs> right. <laughs> can't make this shit up, man. But again, we not out the woods, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm super superstitious and all this other shit when it comes to sports. All right. So I'm not claiming a victory before victory is, is had. But if we come out on the other side, LeBron has the championship and I don't give a fuck who they give the MVP to, which right now, based on the fact that AD was in foul trouble, is going to affect his numbers for this game. I will give the advantage to LeBron James because he's got to be averaging maybe 25, nine and nine at this point. I mean, give me a triple double. So, you know, he's probably he, he might. This is a close like had AD not had a bad what's up y'all don't forget to follow us on ig twitter and facebook at two peas and a bong that is the number two w-o-p-e-e-z a-n-d-a-b-o-n-g two peas and a bong that's our handle on ig twitter and facebook y'all thanks for rocking with us we'll catch y'all on the next one <laughs>